0: Hey everyone, I hope you're all doing well this week and welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita Before we can continue on with our coffee talks I need to make sure that you have your beverage next to you whether it's caffeinated or not, I definitely do Today I'm drinking my caffeine from my favorite hot pink hydro flask Now, let's continue on with this episode I honestly feel like I haven't talked to you all for a really long time, but I actually made an episode last week. I don't know. I think I'm just excited because I feel like I'm kind of getting the hang of these podcast recordings. And I don't know, I'm just feeling a lot more confident doing these episodes. So that's why I was just like, oh, I just can't wait to get home today and just record my episode to then share with you guys you know, all the cool things I learn or funny stories I may come up with and want to share with you. And speaking of sharing, I actually want to share with you something really interesting I found the other day. Fun fact, did you know that Caesar salad is actually from Mexico? I personally didn't know. And once I saw this, I was just like, I need to share it with you guys. So I'm going to read a part of it. And basically what it's saying, like summarized version, because I'm kind of looking at the paragraph, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if you guys want me to actually, like, read it sentence per sentence, because I feel like I'll start to sound like a robot, but basically, the salad was named from a man named Cesar Cardenín, and he actually invented this salad in 1924 in Tijuana. Gosh, that sounded funny, in Tijuana. And, yeah, yeah, Since then, it's just been super popular. I mean, I know I personally like to have it myself, a nice Caesar salad, and well, now every time I'm eating one, I'll definitely think that, like, you know, my awesome Mexican ancestors definitely took a part in creating all that. Something else I've also been eager to just want to share on my podcast is a huge congratulations to the class of 2020. Whether you graduated from high school, vocational school, the university with your bachelor's, master's degree, anything, I truly want to congratulate you. And honestly, everyone, when I found out that graduation ceremonies were just not going to happen due to COVID-19 and making sure that there's just not a lot of people all together in one spot because, you know, like, we're not, well, we're all still talking about COVID-19, but it's definitely at a different level than it was in the beginning. At least that's personally what I think but I still, you know, keep up with the news the best I can and just read different articles about how that's going all about. And it really broke my heart when I saw that the class of 2020 wasn't going to get their commencement ceremony, believe it or not. And I'm really not trying to make it about myself. Again, I'm just, I know I've mentioned it before. I'm just kind of an emotional person and very empathetic. And I just started thinking about how grateful and happy I was I got my two seconds of fame because come on you put in so much time into school so many hours so much blood, sweat and tears going to your schoolwork and trying to make sure you complete it the best you can get the best grades that you can depending on your personal situations while going to school and when we get that two second recognition of our name being said oh my gosh best feeling ever, which is kind of hilarious because you spent all these years suffering especially if you go past your bachelor's degree like, you know, that school stuff, even though I personally love school I know it's going to be a toll and then not to have our two seconds of recognition I don't know but what really makes me more proud of the class of 2020 is the fact that even though the commencement ceremonies aren't going on right now i've definitely seen a lot of students who you know they graduated this year and they're still going out to get their grad picks they're still having little celebrations in their own ways in the comfort of their homes or if they go out because sorry guys if they go out to eat they're you know, maintaining their distance from other parties, wearing their masks, like they're doing what they can to make sure their moment, their light does not dim down. And honestly, I give so much props to them for that. And I would feel really proud to be part of the class of 2020, because not only did you graduate, but you graduated during a very unforgettable time in history. And how cool is it going to be that, you know, the people from the class of 2020, they're going to be able to tell their own children, grandkids, oh, yeah, what you learned in history class about COVID-19, just to let you know, I finished my bachelor's, high school degree, all that stuff, whatever it may be, I finished it during that time. And you're going to definitely have stories to tell. And I'm actually thinking of a couple of my friends that are like, you know, they were supposed to have their ceremony this year, but they still made the most, and I want to give special shout-outs to two young ladies particular, one of them, Sofia Sofia Montano, one of my very close friends, and the next one, Giselle Barbosa, and they deserve their special light to shine on them for how awesome they've, you know, gone through all this. And for any other Latinx scholar that just graduated, I want to give a special congratulations to you too. Because trust me, I've been in your shoes. I'm Latina, first generation scholar student, college student, and it was tough. Maintaining jobs, raising your sisters pretty much, Because your parents were just always working full time. So you had other responsibilities on your plate other than just your academics. And then just feeling different compared to all the other university students on campus that aren't necessarily first generation because they got the heads up from their parents who may have gone to college. I know that struggle. And I just want you to know that you, your journey... With education and graduating this year, it's important, it's noticed, and you're just so awesome for doing it. And I know whether your parents may not show the most emotion, or maybe they do, they're proud of you. Because many of our parents from Latin America, and again, I can only personally speak for Mexico because I'm Mexicana, they cross the border, risk their lives in order to try and build a better life over here, a better future for their kids. And even if you have one of the most serious Mexican parents, because I know I have one in particular, if you know me personally, you probably have an idea of who that may be. Anyways, they're proud of you and they might not show it the best way, but you're their shining star and you graduating and still echando le ganas and, you know, doing the best you can to find, you know, bachelor's degree jobs, that's what I call it, and in continuing forward with building your life, I know they're happy about that too, because not just anyone can do that. And I'm really just proud of you. I don't know about all of you, but you know, with COVID still going on and things still opening up, I'm still wearing my mask out in public. I'm still wearing my masks. Well, I recently picked up a side job as waitressing because again, I've mentioned that I've had like pay cuts happen with my school district job and whatnot. So, you know, I need an extra income and I'm currently working Just, you know, the extra hours that I can in order to continue saving and just be ready for when the school year fully comes back in. And, well, many jobs, they're still actually having their coworkers wear masks. And I especially love the stores that aren't allowing guests in without a mask. Because then, you know, it just... It really does Then feel like we're all in this together. We're all really trying to make a difference with the whole COVID-19 and just, you know, still live our lives, but as safely as we can by keeping our six feet apart, again, wearing our masks and just making sure we're not like touching our faces and whatnot. I kind of like that my mask, I don't know if it's because I have a tiny face, but for me my mask covers like a good chunk of my face so if i accidentally do again touch my face i don't have any like germs or whatnot really touching my skin it's touching the mask so that definitely does help me feel a lot better now as we know targets are opening up walmart it's the Well, I don't know how the malls are back in SoCal right now. I really need to get back on that grind. Like, you know, staying informed with how everything is in SoCal. But up here in the Stanislaus County, our local mall is opening up. And just, you know, more restaurants and shops. But again, they're just putting regulations, being careful on how many people they let in, and everything like that. However, an article I did come across on LinkedIn Yes, you heard that. LinkedIn, I love it so much. Was actually talking about Disney, potentially, and actually, you know what? I'm going to rephrase that word. They're highly considering opening up their theme parks again on, let me get you the correct date. It's actually, I believe, July 17th. Yes, I was right. Woohoo, I still know my Disney history. They plan on opening their parks on their anniversary. 65th anniversary, to be precise. Again, on July 17th. Now, here's the thing. Um, That's exciting for a lot of, you know, Disney fans. Trust me, I myself am one. If you follow my Instagram, Cafecito con Estrellita, you will see a lot of my posts. (laughs) They involve my little backpack, And my backpack happens to be Roo. You know, Roo from Winnie the Pooh, the baby kangaroo. (laughs) That sounded kind of funny. So yes, I am a Disney fanatic. Nothing too crazy, but nothing too, like, you know, secretive. And I actually used to work at Disneyland during 2015-2016. And it was during the time of the 60th anniversary. As much as I loved working there... And as much as I love hearing that Disney's opening again, because then, you know, I can make more SoCal trips in the near future once everything opens up. I personally do not think it's the best idea to be opening Disneyland right now. And it's because Disney is an international park. And a lot of people from all over the world literally travel just to go to Disney. Now, I'm sure, this isn't facts what I'm about to say, I'm sure Disney and air flights and, you know, traveling, I'm pretty sure maybe there won't be a lot of people flying in internationally to Disneyland. So, it'll probably most likely be, like, a lot of Californians that have annual passes that they'll be allowing back in. Because, again, like, If you pay for a Disney Pass, dang, now that I think about it, that stinks, you guys. Purchasing, let's say, okay, think about it. Let's say you've never had a Disney Pass before. And then finally, you have one and you get your first Disney Pass for 2020, only to then experience it closing down. Oh my gosh. I just thought about that. And I would be very sad. Or like, what about those people that were actually excited to start their jobs, like whether it's part-time or full-time, as a Disneyland cast member, only to have it closed down? But you know, for obvious reasons, we want to make sure that like our health and just having people stay alive is, you know, is occurring because we don't want people getting sick and passing away anyways I just thought of that and if you happen to be in one of those situations I honestly feel for you and well everything happens for a reason but the most important thing is that well when everything opens back up you'll be those individuals that maybe recently got hired at Disney or they got their Disney passes for the first time for year 2020 you'll be able to go back into the park soon Anyways, now, according to this article, it's actually saying that one of the things that Disneyland is trying to make happen are Disney Flex Passes. And those, those are particularly for the individuals that own Disneyland Annual Passes. So if you have a Disneyland annual pass, it looks like it'd be turning into a Disney flex pass. And with those, you would actually have to reserve a day in advance to get into the parks. Mm. So kind of like reserving a fast pass, but not. And. Huh. I don't know. I don't know how I like that idea. I personally think Disney should consider keeping the doors closed at least until January. Like, I'm all for other stores, slowly, like, stores, such as, like, sorry, I burp again. Okay, quick side note. I, if you hear me burp sometimes, I'm actually, like, sometimes I can't control it. Like, I just, it happens a lot, but 98% of the time I can and they're nothing crazy loud. <laughs> Anyways, returning to the Disney topic. Yeah, like, I'm not really sure. Even if you do have a Disney Flex Pass, how are the social distancing requirements for the park supposed to be met? Disneyland, it's known for people gathering. And, it's, and yes, it's in the outside and whatnot, but. There's also a lot of people that go in with groups of six, and a lot of places, they don't want more than groups of six of people entering into locations at a time. I can give you two examples. Earlier today, I visited the mall to pick up, you know, some new work attire because it's been a long time since I've had, I guess, what would be considered a minimum wage job, so I don't really have, like, you know, the black pants, the black socks, all those things that come with those types of uniforms so I took a trip today and I actually passed by GameStop and walked in to see like you know just to see how it's looking and GameStop is actually only allowing six people in at a time into the shop so they have like a rope thing in front of the GameStop door and if you want to go inside the shop You have to wait outside the, I don't know what it's called. I'm going to say ribbon, but hopefully you all know what I mean. You have to stand in front of the ribbon and wait until a customer service worker from GameStop approaches you, asks how many are in your party, and then if there is less than six six people or your group is the only one with six or less, then they'll let you in, and the only way you can leave the shop is if the worker themselves open up the rope for you to go, but then they close it again. And then, well, another example, the restaurant I'm currently working at, we cannot allow a group of six people, no, we cannot allow more than six people in a group to sit next to each other so if you come in with like five people in your party six three we can sit you all together at the same table however if you come in with seven eight ten the other day I had a group of 16 people I'm pretty sure it was for a graduation I can't really remember at the top of my head if you came in with that many people You couldn't sit next to your party. However, you could be in the table six feet away from them. And I'm sure there are a lot more other places following those types of guidelines. Now, Disneyland, I don't know how they're going to be able to do that. Because it's like, does everyone like those, those... Only six people at a time can go into the, I don't know, it's a lot going on. And I personally, I personally signed this petition that's, that also is going around. I believe it's on change.org. Once I find it, I'll probably post it on the about section of this podcast episode. So if you wanted to take a look and sign the petition to have Disney stay closed for a little while longer, even if it's till next year. Because, you know, we got to be as, you know, safe as we can. And I signed it. And there are other people that are signing it too. But at the same time, there's other individuals that are just eager to get back out there, which, trust me, I understand. Me, who I would consider myself a workaholic, who always just finds things to do and, you know, likes routines and whatnot... I even have found myself going a little crazy with this whole staying at home order and everything. And once the order started to lift that we could go out again, I definitely was one of those people that found myself going out. However, even when going out, I still wear my masks. I still maintain six feet apart from people. And even when I'm at work, I make sure to have my gloves on at all times and constantly change them as they are required. Hmm. Now, even though I do follow these guidelines, I'm not going to lie. I also feel like, but again, we're doing what we can to stay like, healthy and sane. It does kind of irk me like how many pairs of gloves I have to go through with every work shift. Now, hear me out again. I I guess you would say host slash waitress. I'm kind of picking up a lot of stuff at my job right now, and it's only been three weeks. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're required to wear masks at all times, keep our six feet distance, and every time we are leaving the register to go sit a family, when we go back into the kitchen, we have to take off our gloves, put on new ones, and that definitely happens a lot. And there's other things that every time we like do something, we have to switch out the gloves. So much plastic is, and paper and all that is definitely being accumulated. And it makes me feel uncomfortable just knowing how much plastic is being used in this world to be able to keep COVID-19 under control. I don't like it but I still follow it because what other choice do we really have? And it's so funny because history really does repeat itself. I feel like just a couple years ago, everyone was, you know, like using, I mean, there's still a lot of people that do use plastic, but I feel like a couple years ago, like there were people that were making sure metal straws were a thing, making sure that Bamboo material plates and utensils were being used more to then avoid others using so much plastic and paper. And I personally loved it. And that started occurring because so much trash and waste and misuse of plastic items were, you know, being used a lot and we were having like oh my gosh global warming was a thing it was just all it was all that stuff and then I would look at studies and it was showing that we were getting better at making sure to recycle at making sure that we were using less plastic to then now find ourselves again in the same spot where we're using a bunch of plastic and not recycling Like, we're not even using reusable cups anymore at Starbucks. Like, that's not a thing anymore. And you can't even go into, like, the stores with your reusable bags because, again, like, it's not part of the COVID-19 regulations, guidelines, whatever you want to call it. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. And then give it a year or two, and then we're going to go back and see the high peaks of us United States I don't know how it is in other countries at this moment I can specifically only speak for the U.S. because I kind of live here (laughs) but then we're anyways so then we're gonna see articles saying that the U.S. is using so much plastic we need to make a change then we will and then history really repeats itself it's crazy I can go on to a whole tangent but I mean I kind of did right now but I hope you know what I mean Oh my gosh. Let me know what you think about that, actually, because we were doing good with the plastic. Now, it looks like we're using more plastic, but we kind of have to, so it's like, what's going to happen now, everyone? I'm sure you all kind of learned right now that Estreita is kind of a rambler. However, I honestly feel like my rambles make sense. Like... I get my point across, but I still save some additional information that I just share out with all of you in hopes that it gets you to, you know, think even more than you thought you already could about a certain specific topic. I don't know, it's crazy. And honestly, it explains why I studied literature in my undergrad, along with other stuff, but yeah. Furthermore... (laughs) I just actually wanted to share another funny story since my mom, she actually told me the other day, Estrellita, yo si escucho tus podcasts. Basically what I said is, star, I listen to your podcasts. However, I would prefer you to add a funny story in one of the segments because too much education and articles just don't catch my attention as much. <laughs> That was definitely a straight-out comment. I have more, I guess, podcast review. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to my mom for on this one because, well, she's actually listening and <laughs> wanting to make sure I can do the best that I can with this podcast because, again, I'm having a lot of fun just creating some content for you guys. And if you follow me, again, on Instagram with Cafecito con Estrellita, I really have been getting good use out of this app called Canva and, you know, just dabbing with my pictures and uploading and just posting some good stuff. You should go ahead and follow that if you haven't already. I'd also really appreciate it. Anyways, so going into my story, like I've mentioned, I recently have gotten back to work, but in the waitressing hostess spectrum of the world, I mean, I still am a school district employee, but again, just with COVID and knowing, but not really knowing if school is really going to go back in session for the K through 12 setting. So I'm still seeing how that all goes. So yeah, I picked up waitressing and hosting. And oh my goodness, you guys, the first day of training, I literally felt so awkward. Now, I, I would consider myself a talker. However, because I haven't really, like, talk-talked talked to, like, strangers or other individuals, like, in person in a very long time due to the stay-at-home order that I was following for, like, the two, three months that it was placed on Stanislaus County. Once I went back into the workforce, I just found myself, like, standing next to like the other new coworkers that got hired in or the coworkers that had just came back to the diner we're at I would kinda try to talk to them but it'd be like Uh It kinda felt awkward. Like I felt like I just didn't know how to socialize anymore. And then when I vocalized that to one of my coworkers, I'm like, dang it, I've been quarantined for so long, I don't even know how to talk to people She literally looked at me and said Girl, I feel you. I've been spending the last two and a half months talking to a one year old. You're good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it's just, it was just so funny because we're just in a restaurant setting. There's like six of us in the same area, but obviously spread out because that's part of the guidelines of COVID 19. And as, um, I don't know if I'm considered an essential worker. I'm gonna say food worker for right now because I don't want to be taking credit for a platform—not platform name. I don't want to be taking credit for a name that is made for healthcare workers or grocery food workers. Yeah, I'm just a hostess slash waitress right now. Anyways, <laughs> it was just so funny because like we're all in a group together. And you could just feel that a lot of us were kind of like... We're laughing and smiling and being nice to each other. But inside, we're just like... We don't know how to talk to people anymore. Like, I don't know if I should smile or not. And it's just so funny. Because when we're wearing our masks at work... You don't even, like, see us smile. But thankfully, our eyes can definitely show. And so can our voices. So I always make sure that even though... Other people, whether they're guests coming in to dine or my fellow coworkers, I just make sure to always use my naturally approachable voice and, you know, show sincere happy looks to then they know that I'm not a grouch because I, I really usually am not. Maybe like 1% of the time every month, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I make sure to just deliver like an approachable persona, especially with the masks. It's just, uh, it's made a lot of things a really hot mess, if you know what I mean. right, everyone, so this concludes another episode of Cafecito con Estrellita. I just can't believe I've already made it to episode five like you guys don't understand like this podcast just knowing that I can create content content that I'm genuinely passionate about to share every day or look forward to sharing every day like sometimes I have to stop myself like come on Estrella try and stick to your schedule where you only upload once a week don't be doing it like three times a week because then it's like you'll you'll <laughs> burn yourself out, and I just want to make sure I keep doing this for a good while to continue making content content, and continue enjoying myself. Now, before this segment even ends, I just want to make sure that I share a quote that I found today to leave you, you know, with some more thoughts to think about, because I don't know, I always love looking at quotes. They always get me thinking, they always kind of play a part in why Estrellita has a rambling mind. All right, what we allow is what we will continue. Just let that sink in and if you want to share with me your thoughts on this quote, feel free to DM me on Instagram, Cafecito con Estrellita, or go ahead and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, I would really appreciate it if my fellow listeners could take the time to actually, you know, do what they can to write a review because it would really help me out and it will also help my podcast, you know, make its way up there where people are able to find it a lot easier if they want to listen to content like this. Like, I guess, pop up in the... Gosh, sometimes I feel like I don't know any English, guys. But then sometimes I feel like I don't know any Spanish. Anyways, the more reviews I get, the higher chance I get to, like, being able to have my podcast pop up on people's suggested list. You know, just like when you're on YouTube and you're watching, like, Content you really like and then you happen to see like some suggested videos on the sides. Yeah So the more reviews and and the reviews and subscriptions That I get for this podcast the more likely it is to Pop up on people's suggestions and I would honestly love that for that to happen because I just feel like I have so much to share I always get so excited and I just like being that friend for you whether it's during a commute or you're making yourself some quesadillas at 2 a.m. like I do sometimes. I just want to be that company for you and, you know, just have a nice conversation. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Bye, everyone.